welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach. I geek out on every subject imaginable regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I post questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best. Follow along on social media under the handle Space and Reason. Hey, thanks for joining me today. In this episode, let's discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and organization as it pertains to cleaning and chores. Ew, I know. What is the one household chore that you despise the most? And why exactly does it suck so badly? Think about it, ponder it. How can you change it? If it can't go away, laundry for example, What might you do to make it suck less? What are other people doing? What brings you joy and can you incorporate that into this thing you've previously disliked? Here's an idea. What if you really love listening to podcasts and you reward yourself by saying, when I do this one task that I just can't stand, I'm totally going to listen to my most favorite podcast as a treat to myself during that miserable time. So whatever it is, dishes, laundry, that's the time that you use to spend it with your most favorite podcast. Let's continue with laundry as an example. So when you dissect it, some specific questions could be, where am I doing this laundry and do I like this space? Does it function for what I'm doing in it? Or is it too small or too messy or too dark? And could I fix this? Can I fold laundry in another space or organize the space to accommodate this task? Can I change the lighting so it feels better or different? Maybe it needs to be brighter, more energizing, or even less bright because the light practically screams at me in here in this room. Can I organize the space so it works better? Are the things I need most often in the easiest places to access? And what are others doing to solve this? Because surely you are not the only one who feels this way with this exact problem. Can you allow yourself to go down that rabbit hole on the interwebs? First off, let's start by establishing that your external world is a reflection of your internal world. Be careful of your thoughts, keep them positive, and choose to thrive with intentional thinking. Choose to do what it takes to get to a place where your home just rocks in function, in aesthetics, and in comfort. Give yourself permission 
to examine what you dislike the most as far as your tasks and chores and take real actionable steps towards tweaks so that you don't hate it. Maybe folding laundry can be a family thing where you set the timer and the goal is for everyone to fold laundry for 10 minutes. And during that, each person shares what they liked best about their day, making it more of a social connection time than a terrible, dreaded task that only falls on your shoulders. This could work if you have two or three teenagers in your home, but maybe not so much if you have one toddler. (laughs) The point here is to figure out how to change your negative into less of a negative. I'm using laundry as an example because I've personally never been a laundry goddess until now. And by laundry goddess, I mean, we almost never have laundry built up or sitting out unfolded if it's clean. I got to this place from self-diagnosing so many times and making tweaks. Everyone has different hangups. And yes, that pun was intended. (laughs) But with the hangups can come honest introspection on why things are going down like this. Don't blame others. Don't be crappy to yourself about it. Think of this as a fun experiment of learning more about yourself and your household. What I learned about myself when I did this exercise was when laundry goes into hampers, out of sight, out of mind. Wait a minute. How did that hamper get so full? Because of this, I tried not using hampers because... Upon further inspection, I realized most of the clothing my family wears is like comfort wear, doesn't necessarily need to be washed separately. Now, there are times where I leave out something white to wash alone, like our guest towels, but the vast majority of our clothes can be washed together. This was my next thought process. What will happen if I leave the washer lid open and that is where we put our dirty clothes now? When it's like three quarters of the way full, I put detergent in and run the load. When it's dry, I put the laundry into our one laundry basket, and then I transport it immediately to my already made bed and dump it out, forcing me to fold it all before I go to bed. P.S. When it's spread out like that, I've noticed, I naturally want to fold and categorize it anyways because I'm one of those people. (laughs) The laundry gets put away quickly and it's never sitting out. That was my issue, my dissection, my thought process, and what has worked for me. I am not, for even a moment, going to assume this will work for anyone else because we all have our own quirks and things that will and won't work in our own households. But you can work through one painful task at a time, trying to discover what about the task makes it such a dreadful thing to do and then change it up. Approach it differently. Here are some ideas. Change the design or the decor of the space. Even the lighting can make a huge difference. If you listen to the windows and lighting episode, you'll know what a big difference that can make. Change the energy around the activity. Involve others, make it fun, of course, automate everything that you can, tidy up the space where this activity lives. 
The point here is not about personal cleanliness or taste. It's just about paying attention. It's about not getting distracted by the daily onslaught of minutiae combined with emotion, but rather staying mindful of the irritants that happen in our homes and then ruminating on how we might change or tweak those things for the long haul so they're no longer a bother. If we leave our clothes lying on the floor week after week, are we lazy? Is that a reflection of our lack of self-respect or lack of quick and easy spots to put our laundry near where we take it off? If you feel like the clothes on the floor are there because you absolutely hate laundry and therefore you avoid it, let's dig deeper and look at the functionality of your laundry space and your actions around it, assuming you have a washer and dryer in your home, and see how you can remove the irritants or change your routine to make it more pleasurable or at least less sucky. Notice how you feel When you're doing this motion, whether it's laundry or something else you dislike, really pay attention. Maybe your detergent is hard to get to. Maybe it drips onto the floor. Maybe your laundry room is dark. Maybe it's at the end of your kitchen in a closet so there really is no space to consider. And the lack of the space is the irritant. All irritants can have remedies that make it less irritating, or go away completely. This dissection is what you're aiming for. Create a space that you want to spend time in. It will both promote happiness and it will be less yucky to clean it. Growth only happens outside of your comfort zone. It feels awkward and uncomfortable doing things differently the first few times. It's because your subconscious is fighting to keep you in the safe zone of what it knows, which is what you've done in the past. But when you push past it, you'll develop a new comfort zone and a new and easier, more enjoyable process for these chores or this cleaning. Changing your environment will take time. All you need to focus on is doing one small thing each day or week That will make your environment more supportive of the life you desire to create for you and your family. I also like the game I call Only Touch It Once. I check myself and try to remind others in my family, if you're picking something up off the floor and setting it in a secondary place, but it's not ultimately where it belongs, it's a waste of time and energy. Put it where it goes in one touch. This eliminates shuffling things around over and over. And what's more interesting, if you still know this and you find you're not putting it away, examine where it goes or even if it has a home at all, and then think of why you might be avoiding putting it where it goes. Make a change so it's easier next time or make a space where it lives. Just do this one thing. Make this one change. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Finish it and post what it was and the change you made so we can celebrate the win together. Small baby steps make a huge difference when you make them 
week after week. Here's one thing you can do today. I want you to examine what small cleaning task you can farm out. That means you could assign it to your child, your teen, employ a housekeeper, or maybe your spouse is willing to take on this one thing for the long term. I also invite you to check out drops.com, and that's with two P's, D-R-O-P-P-S.com. They're a newer company disrupting the laundry detergent market with cleaning pods, safer ingredients, and plant-based cleaning solutions that ship direct to your door through a subscription service. Why I love this so much is there's no more giant plastic containers of heavy detergent that end up in landfills or in the ocean. Their motto is also admirable. We believe that families can take simple steps to replace everyday products that are both eco-responsible and economical, which if multiplied across a multitude of families can have a measurable impact on the planet. If you're surrounded by clutter, it drains your energy. And when you have no energy, it's going to be very difficult to achieve growth because clutter adds to daily increased levels of stress, unhappiness, and irritants. However, If your home environment supports your growth, you're more likely to see it through to the finish line. So figuring out this cleaning and tidying puzzle for you and your family helps foster personal growth. This might mean investing in a few cleaning items that make your tasks less sucky. Choose tools that feel good in your hand. Choose cleaning products that you actually like the smell of. To create an environment that nurtures growth and leads to greater life satisfaction, you're going to need to make some very intentional, calculated choices. Make a deal with yourself. If you bring something new into your home, you must take something out. If you've heard any of my podcasts before, you know I love the Facebook Buy Nothing group. There's always people who would be happy to take things off your hand there. I also want to bring up the topic of your five senses as it relates to the topic of cleaning. How does your least favorite room smell? How does it look? How comfortable is it? How does it sound? As in, is it full of echoes with a tall ceiling and a freeway outside your front door? Perhaps your least favorite room could be looked at through the lens of your senses. It can help you come to an understanding of why you don't love it yet. Could this have something to do with why you don't like cleaning it? This introspection can be very, very valuable on so many levels. Tony Robbins said, in essence, if we want to direct our lives, we must take control of our consistent actions. It's not what we do once in a while that shapes our lives, but what we do consistently, end quote. So when I say 
create a home that thrives. It's because when you dial in all of the little broken pieces, the pieces about your home that aren't working for you, week in and week out, identify the areas of rub, like the laundry always piles up to the point of no return. You can methodically work through those areas that are thorns in your side and your home becomes a well-oiled machine. It's less hard for you to do what you do. Every day is more pleasurable. You dread tasks and chores less. Your mind starts to shift. Instead of avoiding the tasks you hated before now, you get to enjoy a beautiful space with tools that feel good. It's functioning at a higher level for you and your family. And that recipe is always different for every person, for every family, for every home. But before you can solve a problem, you've got to identify it first. And that's why posing questions can be so powerful to really think something through to really chew on it is empowering yourself. Hey, before I ask the questions to write down about your space and your reason, I need to interject here quick because there's really no good time to ask. Hey, when's the last time you changed your air filter in your home? Yeah, I know. Lame topic. I'll be quick. But if you cannot remember or you didn't even know you had an air filter, you're not alone. Often when I am representing a buyer and we have our home inspection, the air filters look as if they've never been touched, like ever. And this is not good for your quality of air or your heating unit. Change your air filter to extend your furnace life, reduce energy bills, and improve indoor air quality. Better yet, in true home space and reason efficiency, there are several companies now that will automatically send you an air filter when it's time to change it so you don't even have to remember. This is genius. You choose whether you want them delivered every 1, 2, 3, 6, or 12 months. Typical recommendations range from 30 days for cheaper fiberglass filters, which you don't want anyways. They don't do a great job up to six months for higher-end pleated filters. A general rule of thumb for pleated air filters is to replace your filter between three and six months. As your filter traps more dirt, dust, and allergens from the air, the efficiency decreases. So if you have people with sensitivities or allergies in the house, you may want to change it every three to four months. If not, and you find the filter doesn't have much on it when you pull it out, you can probably go six months. Okay, so that ends my public service announcement. I will put the links in the notes for this podcast. If you haven't changed your air filter, go do it. I am including a link to a great article I read in Real Simple Magazine that they put out in April of 2018 about the only cleaners you need, a list of pro picks for every room. Let's talk about cleaning for a quick second. Go into your kitchen and take everything you have on your countertop, put it in one spot, and figure out what you don't need. Don't spread out the remainder of it. 
things should either be grouped or tucked away. The less you have on surfaces, including the refrigerator, the more free your space will feel. Please, I beg you, take all the garbage you have hanging on the refrigerator off. Just that one thing will help your entire kitchen feel so much more neat and tidy. I don't know who ever started this, making the refrigerator a giant bulletin board of all the crap. I don't know. It makes me so bananas. But when I stage homes for sale, the first thing I do is take all the stuff off the face of the refrigerator. And every single time people go, wow, looks so good. Yeah, please don't wait till you sell your home to make your space neat and tidy by removing things from your refrigerator. If you need to put something up, get a bulletin board and put it in your office. Let's talk about the fact that dust and dirt falls from the top down. So it would make sense then if we clean from top to bottom so that you aren't slopping up the area that you've already wiped. The other thing that I think is interesting just to mention, I feel like we all know this, but sometimes a refresher is helpful. When you spray the product on to clean, let it sit on the surface for a minute to loosen the gunk before you wipe it. I know it seems obvious. Make sure your cleaning products and tools are in a bin with a handle right there in the center of your room, wherever you're cleaning, so that you're not making multiple trips to get different things. Let's do questions now. Questions to ask yourself about your home space and your reason. Have I truly found my own lane to run in as it pertains to the house chores? There are certain tasks we all gravitate to more than others. And if those tasks are different between you and your partner, that is ideal. He prefers to vacuum and do the floors. I prefer to cook. Wonderful. Now, if it happens to be that way in your family, awesome. I suspect, though, that it's probably not that way in most families. So call a little family meeting and say, here's our list of things that we have to do, generally speaking, in this house. Do you have some that you like to do more than others? And hopefully all of those will not fall into the same category for you as it does your partner. And then you can split them up and do generally the things you both prefer to do. And then if there's others left over that neither one of you want to do, split them in half. Make it fair. Question number two. What job is the bane of your existence? Let's say it's mopping. Examine the mop you're using. Does it frustrate you? Is there a less heavy or less tedious option on the market? If no one in your family is willing to own this task, let's first swap out the tool to see if that makes you feel differently about it. We're aiming for baby steps here in the right direction. 
but it does take a bit of examination of the task itself and where your disdain is rooted. Reviews make a big difference for a podcaster. I so wish they didn't, but alas, I need you, my people. Let your voice be heard. Virtual high fives back and forth. I'm so tickled that I have so many people geeking out with me about creating a home that thrives. If you'd like to hire me as your home coach or as your realtor, and you live in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, reach out to me through social media or my website, spaceandreason.com. Make this week so fantastic. Set yourself up for success. Put the items you want to complete on a post-it in an obvious spot, and then hold yourself accountable. It feels so good. I'll see you back here soon. 